Do you feel the tug or pull in your heart calling you to more? Do you feel like it is too late or that you're too broken to pursue the dream in your heart? Well, you've come to the right place. I'm Latasha and welcome to the Overcome to Become podcast. Pull up a seat and join me each week for real talk, life-changing truths, and actionable takeaways. We are diving into any and everything that has been holding you back from becoming who you were meant to be in every area of your life. Hey friends, I am so excited about this new series that we're about to start within this season two, which you know the theme is living on purpose. And a big piece of living on purpose is taking care of this one body that God has blessed us with that houses the gifts, talents, and abilities that he has gifted us with to be the mom, the daughter, the wife, the leader, the entrepreneur, the speaker, the author, whatever it is that God has called us into It is housed within this one body that we have been blessed with. And that's why it's so important for us in 2021 to finally put ourselves first and take care of ourselves and finally work towards achieving those healthy lifestyle goals that we have set for ourselves. What I want to do in this episode in particular, share some of my story. And I've brought alongside with me over the next few weeks, some of my friends who are going to help you once and for all kickstart your health journey. And not only that, but show you ways to sustain a healthy lifestyle. We are going to take the mystery We are going to take the confusion. We are going to take the difficulty out of being healthy, out of finally being able to take care of yourself, whether you're a mom of four kids like I am, whether you are a businesswoman, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whatever your situation may be, we are going to break it down in the most simplistic manner so you know where to start, how to keep going, what to do next, and most of all, how to sustain a healthy lifestyle. I hope you're ready because these next few episodes in this season are going to change your life forever. No more are you going to have to struggle alone. No more are you going to have to cry those silent tears of I want to lose the weight, but I just can't seem to bring myself to do it. I'm going to start off this week by showing you and giving you some tips on what I did to start my weight loss journey when I found myself like maybe you are right now, sitting there just confused and not knowing what to do next. Maybe you've bought into all the programs, you've spent all the money, you've joined all kinds of weight loss um, programs, all the things, and it hasn't worked for you. Or maybe you lost the weight, but you found yourself gaining back twice as much. This is for you. And for those of you who have friends who are going through this struggle, I want you to stay tuned as well, because I'm going to be sharing some tips over the next few weeks and also in Instagram. If you're not following me there, follow me on Instagram. It'll be in my show notes on how to support someone who is going through this weight loss journey. So some of you know this part of my story, but for those of you who don't, I wasn't an athlete growing up. I am five foot flat. If you've never seen me, I know my pictures make me look a little tall, but I am five foot And at one point in my life, I found myself at 200 and about 20 pounds in about 
uh, size 18, 20 dress and pants, double X going into a triple X shirt. I found myself at the heaviest weight I'd ever been in my life. And I didn't get there overnight, friends. It didn't happen overnight. It happened little by little along the way, growing up, struggling with my weight, not really wanting to exercise, body shaming myself, beating myself up about what I ate and how much I ate, and then starting that cycle back over again, over and over and over. It got to the point where I was even ashamed to wear certain types of clothes and I didn't want my arms hanging out because my flap underneath my arm was waving back and forth. I didn't want to wear a bathing suit. I dare not go to a beach or to a pool. I didn't want to wear shorts. If I did wear shorts, the shorts were past my knees. I didn't really want to wear a dress because I thought my calves were too big. And the list goes on. I mean, I could name all the things. And there was a point where I didn't even buy certain clothes. I remember this store growing up called 579. Those of you who are 90s and maybe even late 80s babies remember this store in the mall. I hated that store. I hated it because it only went up to size nine. And your girl was a double digit size almost all my life. And so that was the one store that reminded me and made me felt like, hey, you're not good enough. You're not welcome here. You can't shop here. And maybe you all have had the same experience where you've gone into a store and you're like, oh, that top is so cute. Those bottoms are so cute. This is so cute that, oh, but it doesn't come in my size. It doesn't come in plus size or like I was extra plus size. It doesn't come into that. And then now you're beating yourself up again because you're back in the same place of how did I get to where I am today and what can I do? Anyone can lose the weight by different means, by doing all kinds of things, but not everyone can sustain the weight. My journey started about 18 years ago. Some of you know this. When I visited a doctor and he basically told me that I had hypertension And at that point, I needed to do something about my weight and I needed to do something about it quickly. I tried everything. At that year, that was a year also that I met my husband. And I remember I had tried pills. I had tried shakes. I had tried all kinds of soup diets and cabbage soup diets and just lettuce, just water, all kinds of fast, everything, you name it, under the sun, I had tried it. I had even got to the point, probably the last thing that I tried was a weight loss shot, a hormone shot, where I was weekly going and paying for these shots that I barely could afford. And I remember my husband asking me, who was my friend at the time, and he said, do you know the uh, impact that those shots are going to have on you? Do you do you know, you know what the long-term effect is going to be? I want to help you with your weight loss journey. And, you know, friends, that's part of the reason why we're still married today, 15 years. But at that point, it was a pivotal moment for me going to the doctor, having the support of a friend to say, hey, you can do this. And you can do this with the help of God. And that's who I had to really turn to was really getting on my knees and saying, God, you created me and I need you to show me how to take care of this one body you've given me. You know, every part of me, every detail, you know how every part of me functions and I need your help to show me how to do it. You know, James says, if we ask for wisdom, God will give it to us freely. See, and we have to realize that God is not just concerned about our spiritual life. God is also 
concerned about our natural. You know, the word says, I wish above that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers, right? So God is concerned about our spirit, but he is also concerned about this one body that he has gifted us with. And if we ask him, he will show us how to take care of ourselves. He will connect us to the right people, the right programs. We have to stop trying to solve deeper issues with temporary surface solutions. Surface solutions will bring temporary results, which then put us right back into the vicious cycle that I talked about before that we've been in for years. So the question is, and this is also the tip, why do we eat? That's the root of the question that we have to get to. Why do we eat? And until we deal with the root of why we eat, we will never truly see the results that we desire to see. In order to find out why we eat, we have to find the patterns that need to be acknowledged and addressed. And you know, I'm a big fan of journaling. So it's not a surprise that the first thing I'm going to tell you to do is to journal. This was a game changer for me. Back in the day, there wasn't any digital versions or apps for me to journal in. And so I did it the old-fashioned paper way, which for some of you, that still may be a good way to do it. Or there's a couple different apps that I like that I'll put in the show notes that you can use. Some um, healthy eating journal apps that will help you with tracking some of your eating. But really, the first step is to journal everything you eat each day for a full week. This is really the awareness phase that I call it. The phase where you're going to find out why you eat what you eat. What's the root behind it? And so you're going to get a notebook or you're going to get a journal app. And every day for seven days, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks, you're going to write down everything you've eaten. What time you ate it how much you ate to the best of your ability. If you can measure in cups and weigh and all that, that's fine. But if you don't have fancy scales or measuring cups, use the back of the package and write down about what you think it is. And then here's the key. At the end of that first page or each day, you're going to write down your feelings, happenings, what went on that day. Jot down a few sentences about what went on. It's like special events, stressors. Also note how you felt that day. See, journaling only works, really, if we're totally honest. And so here's the key. You've got to be totally honest with yourself. See, I was super guilty for saying, oh my goodness, I didn't eat anything all day. I mean, I'm just famished. I didn't eat anything. When in reality, I did eat. I mindlessly snacked all day long. And I didn't see that until I started journaling. So if you ate a mini size Snickers, a few handful of chips, two Starbucks frappes, whatever it might be, you're going to write every single thing down, including water that you drank, or if you didn't drink any water. So beverages, food, snacks, again, breakfast, lunch, dinner, what time you ate, how much you ate. And then most importantly, what was going on that day? And journal just a couple of sentences about how you felt about what was going on that day. So that's the first thing. Now, once you do a full week of that, journaling for seven days, don't change any of your habits, just journal all of it. Then you're gonna go into the phase of what I call acknowledgement 
and educating yourselves. You're going to review the root of why you eat. And how do you do that? Is looking back at your journal. You're going to ask yourself these questions. One, what patterns have you noticed? Two, do you eat more when you're stressed or depressed or lonely or when you've had a hard day? Are you more likely to eat more during certain times than others? Are you a nighttime snacker? What types of foods are you drawn to and why? What are your triggers? Tiredness, sleepiness, loneliness. What are your triggers? And then as you are reviewing over those things and being honest with those answers, now it's time for acknowledgement. See, what I found as I was reviewing over that week was that I was addicted to food. Yeah, you heard that right. I was addicted to food. And that was a hard acknowledgement to come to because no one had, I had never even heard that term before, being a food addict. But when I looked back over my patterns, how I used to hide the way I ate, I would go out and eat a small salad or just have a small portion of something in public, but then I would go home and then I would really, really do the real eating that no one else saw. I would eat in the dark. I would eat when the kids went to bed. I would eat by myself in my car. It got to a point where I didn't even want anyone to really know how much I ate. Ate when I was sad. Ate when I was lonely. Ate when I was angry. All those things as I was looking at that, added up to me being a food addict. Food, I got this rush from food. I got this comfort from food that I couldn't find anywhere else. And then once that high came down and I felt terrible about it, the only way to stop feeling terrible about it was to jump back into food again, who again was my frenemy, and start that cycle over and over again. So then comes to acknowledgement. See, again, losing weight is more than just simply putting a certain food down. Although that is important, it's deeper in that. It is recognizing our eating patterns, our triggers, our habits, and being courageous enough to address them. And then asking yourself, what type of help do I need? See, asking for help can be so difficult. I know firsthand because I struggled with my weight by myself alone for a long time. Some of it was pride. Some of it was from being ashamed. I didn't want anyone to really know that I was struggling and didn't know how to dig myself up out of the hole. So a lot of that, looking back, I guess it was pride that kept me silently struggling by myself. So these are the questions you ask yourself. Are you able to handle preparing your own foods? You know, if you have the money, can you afford to get someone to prepare your food? Can you rearrange your budget so that you can have some prepared meals there for you? Do you need to arrange your time so you can food prep on the weekend to prepare your food and have it prepackaged for you once you come home from work? Understand what your triggers are. If you're tired and you're not going to want to fix yourself a whole meal, if you have something already packaged in there, then you're less likely to fall off the wagon. Do you need to have a family meeting to address the change in eating that you need everyone to come on board with? See, if you're single, you can just make the decision with yourself and you don't have to kind of rally everybody else around, which is a benefit. 
If you're like me and you were in a family of, of six at the time, at the time actually when I started it was a family of four, then you do need to have a family meeting. You need to get your spouse on board. You need to get your children on board because a lot of these habits that you're going to change and the things that you're going to fix really will benefit everyone. And so it's key to get everyone on board with you and have that frank, open, and honest conversation. Let me tell you, friends, don't try to cook two different meals for everyone every single day. It is a for sure way for you to fall off the wagon. You shouldn't be cooking a separate meal for mommy and a separate meal for everybody else. Get everyone on board so that everyone is eating the same thing that you're eating. And guess what? It's going to benefit everyone anyway. And then do you need to invest in a program like Weight Watchers, like some of these other ones that I've seen where you do have a community and you have someone who's telling you what to eat and when? There's nothing wrong with that. However, you need to do it the right way to help you to get the weight off, to get you started on the right path. And not only that, but to sustain it, that is the way to go. And there's no shame in that. Now, for me, at that time, when I first started, I couldn't afford a program. I couldn't afford Jenny Craig. I couldn't afford Weight Watchers. I couldn't afford those things. So really, it was me asking God for his wisdom, studying online, and then figuring out through going to my doctor and just researching and trying to do some basic things is how I started to lose the weight, really through trial and error. So a lot of these things I'm telling you are things that I learned by skinning my knees along the way, but they actually do work. And if you follow them, it'll save you time and energy and frustration. And so going back and doing a little review, you want to journal which is gonna get you down to the root of why you eat, journaling everything for a full seven days without changing anything, okay? And I'll have these details in the show notes as well, just in case you've missed it along the way as you're listening. After you journal for that full week, you're gonna go into what I call the acknowledgement and education phase, where you're really gonna dig into all of your answers, look for patterns, ask those questions that I stated, like when do you eat and why? Are you stressed? Are you lonely? What are your triggers? All of those things. And then you're going to be courageous enough to address them. Address the things, right? Acknowledge what your triggers are and then address them. One of my triggers was having the food in my house And then thinking that I was going to be disciplined enough to not eat it. That was really not realistic for me at all. And I found that out the hard way, right? So what I had to do was I had to do a big, what I called dump. I had to go through my closet, my pantry, my hiding places, the glove compartment of my car, you name it, my office desk office refrigerator, and I had to go in there and I had to dump everything. Hidden stashes, remove everything that would cause me to go over the deep end. See, if it's not in my house, if it's not in your house, you can't eat it, right? And then you want to replace those things with healthy snacks, fresh fruits, veggies, and meats, all of those things. You might be saying, well, ugh, I don't like the taste of veggies. I don't like the taste of fruits. This is where... 
Your why is so important. This is where getting back to the root of why you are coming to this weight loss journey or trying to achieve and kickstart this weight loss journey is going back to that why are you doing this. For me, it was a health scare. It was the fact that I had to come to the conclusion that I want to see my kids grow up. I want to grow old And I don't want to pass away from a preventable disease. I don't want to pass away from something that I could have very well prevented myself. And so those things are the things that motivated me. And so some of these things, friends, you're not going to feel like doing. You're not going to feel like working out. You're not going to feel like eating right every day. And especially when you're stressed, like the year that we just went through, where I think all of us gained some weight last year, all the unexpected turns and twists and all of that, all of us are pretty much in the same boat from last year where we stressed and we ate and we really just tried to cope and make it through. And guess what? It's okay. Don't beat yourself up about that. That last year is gone. It's over. This is a new day, a new season. Now you're probably even more aware of what your triggers are. And so that is why for me, a just great combination every single day is having that quiet time in the morning to meditate, to pray, to focus, to really feel where my stressors are, to journal. Then I move my feet every day for about 30 minutes. And then I watch what I eat throughout the day. I keep all kinds of things out of here. Even to this day, if I stop working out completely, if I bring back all the trigger foods and all the things in my house that I know right now, ooh, honey buns and you name them, if I let those things stay in my house, I will fall back into those patterns. I am fully aware that I am not so much a superwoman that I cannot slide backwards. And that's nothing to be ashamed about, right? We have to acknowledge that, know what our triggers are, and then get others around us that are gonna help us with those things. And then we have to move forward little by little. And then the last thing I will say is we have to educate ourselves. As you're buying food and picking up things down the aisles, turn the packages over and read them. Read what's inside those packages. Look at the salt, you know, what's the salt content is and the fat content is and the caloric content, all of those things. Look at that, educate. What is the serving size? One of the things that I found that I had to acknowledge is that most times I was eating two and three times the serving amount of what was recommended. I was eating six cookies when really two cookies was what was recommended for 140 calories. I was thinking in my head, It's 140 calories. I could eat six. And I thought that was the recommended serving. And it wasn't. So sometimes just simply flipping over that package and reading what the serving size on there and the calorie intake is and all of the other little details will help you make better decisions. Now it's so ingrained in me that before I buy anything, I flip that package over and I read it. And that, my friend, keeps me from buying certain things because I think, do I want that red dye number 45? Do I want these things in my body that I cannot even pronounce? No. So I put it back on the shelf. Now, do I treat myself every once in a while? 
Absolutely. I'm not saying that I'm here eating lettuce and water every day. I'm a foodie and I love to travel and I love to take part of of eating from different cultures and all kinds of things. It's part of the whole experience. But I also know what my limitations are and I'm fully aware that my family knows what my limitations are. I make it known so that those around me can support me. So as I wrap up this episode, again, I want to reiterate, you want to start with changing your perspective. How do you do that? By getting to the root. How do you get to the root? By journaling, by figuring out what do you eat and why. And then from there, acknowledging what it is, the patterns that you see every single day that you've been seeing year after year. Why are those patterns there? Your triggers And then start to clean out your house and then educate yourself, right? Part of educating yourself might be, again, being part of a program like Weight Watchers or all of those other ones that are out there that I can't quite name now that will help you educate yourself on what you eat and portion control and all of those things. It really comes down to, friends, asking for help, asking for help. And there's nothing wrong with that no matter where you find yourself in your health journey. Today is a new day and you can start again. We're partway through the month of January and maybe you've already fallen off the wagon. Hey friends, get up, dust yourself off. There's no need to throw away the entire year of 2021. You can start new today. Now I know some of you might be asking, well, what are the actual eating tips Um, that you can give me. Well, I want you to tune in next week. First, remember, we're just going to journal and find out why, acknowledgement, clean house, and educate ourselves. Then next week, I want you to join me as I have special guest, Shannon Parker, who's going to come and offer some million-dollar eating tips that are so simple, and a couple of them are actually free cost you very little to nothing that will help you start seeing weight loss immediately will help you clear your mind all of the things and so tune in next week as we have special guest shannon parker thank you so much for joining me today just know that i'm with you i'm praying for you why don't you reach out to me i'd love to hear from you you can either dm me at instagram or Facebook and Messenger, or you can even email me at Latasha at LatashaFerguson.com. I'd love to hear your story. I'd love to connect with you. Out of all the podcasts that are out there, the thousands of them, you decide to join me every week, and I so appreciate it. Before you go, don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. See you next week, friend.